welcome to the British History Podcast. If you love British history, then you are definitely in the right place. My name is Philippa and I will be taking you through British history, the people, the events, the intrigue. Some of the stories you may think you know, but you don't know them in the way I tell them. And then hopefully I will also be able to introduce you to something new too. Now this podcast is free and it always will be. But if you would like more History Lover benefits, then please consider coming and joining me over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash British History. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome. Everyone got their cup of tea, I hope. Um, I'm streaming live on YouTube and uh, IGTV, uh, well, on Instagram, and it will go on to IGTV later. So thank you for joining me wherever you are, and thank you for catching up on the podcast uh, or, or on I, any of the catch-ups, if that is how you are joining me today. Um, so I'm just faffing around my screen so I get everything so I can actually see what I am doing and see everyone's chats. Um, so yeah, there, right, there we go. Let me see, can I do it? Can I actually work this <laughs> out? Problem is you can't get it set up before you go live. So um, I actually got loads to talk to you about this week. I was thinking, what am I gonna talk about this week? And then, uh, and then, I, I, and then I realized that there were loads. So if you're on Instagram, um, yeah, I can see loads of you uh, hitting the, the screen. I think it sends me a heart if you if you hit, if you tap the screen. So thank you for that. Anyone on YouTube, thank you. Um, you can uh, pop something in the comments. You can send me a super chat. And if you are joined uh, on uh, um, a member on my YouTube channel, then you can also send me one of your custom stickers. So uh, hi, welcome. I think I've got someone on both. I know a few of you watch me on um, both streams. I don't know. <laughs> You can see a slight difference if you do that. So this week I'm going to talk to you about where I've been on my uh, little travels. I went to a place called Goodrich Castle, which uh, anyone who follows me on Instagram will have seen that I shared um, a little video from there on the day that I was there and also some um, photos. Any of you who are in my Patreon, I shared some uh some more photos, some behind the scenes, if you like, extra photos. So uh, they're on there as well. Um, I will not, will not be going past today without talking about the football. Um, I thought maybe some of you might be interested to know about uh, what I'll be doing in 2022 because that is starting to form now. Um, I've got some new videos coming out. I'll tell you what we've been doing on Clubhouse and of course I will reveal to you what my new uh, slightly history themed hobby is. Um, But before I get started, I hope you've got a suitable beverage, uh, some things in the blender if you're somewhere hot or you've got a cup of tea like myself. or maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe something stronger if it's a bit later at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get going, I have three patron shout outs to give this week. So I feel very excited. Um, first of all, is Catherine. Now, Catherine has been on tours with me in the past. She's coming on tours with me in the future. And she was also a member of the, my British History Club in its previous incarnation. So um, very, very happy to see Catherine over on my Patreon. And also to Kirsty and Joanne, they've mem- um, become members of the nobility on my Patreon. And Kirsty from Norway, which must mean hopefully, oh, David's on his orange juice, um, must mean hopefully that I speak clearly enough uh, for uh, for people to understand me, which is good. Um, we're talking, somebody was talking about accents um, on the TV the other day. Um, and I don't know, would any of you know where my accent is from? I'll leave that hanging and, and maybe come back to it. Um, and Joanne is from the US. So thank you to all three uh, new patrons um it's lovely to have you along and like i say there's there's some things to go in and you you get access to everything else that's happened before so you get the back catalogue if you join so there's plenty to uh to keep you entertained but okay i have to talk um hi kirsty <laughs> kirsty can kirsty can um understand me that's 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 good she's from yorkshire i love the yorkshire accent I love all the northern accents actually. 
Um, I think they're so, oh, I see Kirsty, sorry. People's usernames um, confuse me. Of course I get you now. So Kirsty is, uh, oh, so, okay. So you're English speaking and living in Norway. That's awesome. I, I, I so I presume you, um, you're multilingual, are you? I'm, I'm in awe of anyone who speaks multiple languages. Do you like my Queen Bee mug, everyone? Bee for brule. Huh? So welcome everyone who's um, who's joining on IGTV, on, well, on Instagram and on YouTube. So this is History uh, Tea Time Live, our history chat. And anyway, so first things first, I've done my little shout outs, but all, now I've got to go on to the football. Um, football is, <laughs> it's just, it's a national obsession here. And this is the first time we have got through to the finals of a major competition. Last night, we beat Denmark. Um, and uh, <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends, um, who's, who's Irish actually, he, he wrote to me and said, oh, that, uh, that's a comeuppance for, or retribution for Lindisfarne. And I wrote back going, yeah, and Dane law. <laughs> and, then, and then I turned to my husband to try and share the joke and I was like, Oh, he, did, he was like, that is such a history geek joke. <laughs> but anyway, so we beat the Danes. We beat Denmark at Wembley. So it's home stadium. Um, there's 60,000 people allowed, allowed in. They made so much noise. It was fabulous. The atmosphere must have been incredible in the stadium. And yeah, we beat Denmark 2-1 and we're heading to the finals, which are on Sunday. Oh, Sunday is going to be a mad exciting day for me because I will be at Thornbury Castle in the daytime dressing up as a Tudor queen um, with the Tudor royalty experience Samantha Rees um, and then after that I'm going to be coming back and the, the kickoff is at eight o'clock oh, I'm already nervous it's only Thursday the game's on Sunday and I'm already nervous but this is the first time we've got to the finals of a major competition in my lifetime I think actually since uh, 1966 which is when we won the World Cup so um, uh, yeah and it, I mean football is a national obsession football has got a long history in this country so um, that's the reason I suppose it's tribal in one way isn't it I mean the, the football clubs began either well for, for more, various reasons but either as uh, a, linked to a cricket club so cricket they played in the summer and football they played in the winter so you've got clubs that came about like that. I think Aston Villa is one in the Midlands who Jack Grealish plays for. I'm getting a bit too geeky now. And then um, the other main source, uh, yeah, of, of football teams crea creation was factories. And you'd have rival factories um, with their own football teams. So these these... These, this, this game and these teams and our obsession with it actually go back, you know, quite a long way. So, um, uh, in fact, Neil Oliver was talking about football. He's a, he's a historian and uh, he's actually not into football much. And he, on one of his podcasts, he talked about the history of football. And there's actually uh, records of games being played where you've got um, either a ball or in one case um, he might have been talking about the Vikings actually um, uh, they they would use an enemy's uh, head <laughs> so I mean that's taking it to the extreme but the idea was to get you know through a goal uh, effectively on at the other end and, and whoever did win so uh, for some reason humans have been kicking balls around um, for a long time so anyway, it is a national obsession. I am obsessed with it and uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. And I'm uber nervous for Sunday. But Sunday, like I said, I'll also be at Thornbury Castle dressing up as, um, as a Tudor queen. So uh, hopefully I will be able to get you some photos of that on the day. Hopefully there'll be somebody there who can take a picture for me and I can, uh, I'll share that with you. So what else has been going on? Um, so uh, when did I last see you last Friday, uh, Thursday? Yes, yeah, so Friday 
I went to a place called Goodrich Castle and Goodrich Castle is on the uh, Welsh English border. It's it's one of a string of castles that was erected after the Norman conquest along this border. So Ludlow, which I talk about a lot, that's one. Goodrich is, is another and Goodrich is um, really quite complete well anyone who watched my instagram or if you go back it's on it's still on there um it's really quite complete as ruins go and actually it was it was complete until 1646 so despite being a border castle um it is um it, sorry it survived really quite well um, for all that time until the English Civil Wars of the 17th century and there was a massive siege in 1646 because the castle was holding out for the royal cause um, and the parliamentarian forces laid siege to it. After that, it I mean, it, it took a lot of damage and after that, though, it was still in a good enough state for it to be used as a garrison, um, which then led to an act of parliament being um, passed, which was done for lots of sites, including Tutbury, which I've spoken to you about in the last couple of weeks, and it was slighted. So slighting a castle basically makes it indefensible. So that's where you have the curtain walls being taken down, like at Kenilworth, you'll notice big holes in the, in the um, curtain wall at Kenilworth. They're taken down uh, on purpose so that so that the castle can't be defended. So it was doing really well until 1646. It's still quite complete. There are, um, you can go up in the keep where the, you, they've, they've put a platform in um, to get you to the first level and then you go up this really, really tight stone uh, staircase. Michael says, oh, we have sound today. <laughs> yes, thankfully. Mm. I can't tell you how gutted I was when I looked back through and I was like, okay, it really, it never came on, did it? Um, someone's asking me, uh, and in detail asking me about the COVID situation here. Well, we are unlocking, uh, unlocking? Well, yeah, restrictions are all lifting on the 19th of July. Uh, and we've had lots of these test events, which is what uh, the semi-finals was one, I think, last night, where we've let people sort of live normally and see what happens because we're, we're, we're in the situation where COVID is gonna have to be just be one of those things that we, we live with. Um, we live with lots and I think we've got it under control enough now. So, I mean, I think, I don't know, we, we've, we've got so many people vaccinated now. Uh, it is the majority of the adult population now have, uh, have uh, been uh, immunized. So yeah, onward and upward with that. Um, Goodrich. If you have a look as well, my uh, photos, I think, did I share? Maybe I should if I haven't. The views from Goodrich. It's on a rocky outcrop. I, I actually don't know if there's something there before, but I would hazard a guess that there probably was because this was quite, this is quite a typical defensive position. It's high, it's uh, next to a river, which creates an extra defence. Um, it's on the River Wye, in a bend on the River Wye. It's on a rocky outcrop, it's high. Um, you can see for miles around, which obviously helps if you're defending it. Um, and yes, so sorry, that's it. So the stone staircase going up to the top of the keep. So how? how? I, have, I, I have size four feet. How do people with bigger feet get up and down those staircases because I felt like I was going to fall. <laughs> oh, it, I mean, it's fine. Obviously, it's fine. It was fun. Um, but anyway, so you can go up in the keep. You can go into the chapel. Um, and the chapel is... Uh, it's unusual, actually, because it's, at the very, it's, it's to the side of the entrance. So uh, where the drawbridge was, which is now a permanent uh, bridge, to the left, you can see the chapel windows, um, which apparently is quite an unusual position to have your chapel. Um, that's next door's Porsche coming back, can you hear that? <laughs> I always mention it in case you can hear it, it sounds like a tractor's outside. Oh. So, 
um, so that was fun and it was sunny which um, which is not very much here at the moment so that was a great day out um, and I've got another few trips coming up um, in the uh, in the next few weeks Ludlow <laughs> Uh, Hampton Court I'm going to go to the Gold and Glory exhibition and I'm also going to try and make it to the Beckett um, exhibition at the British Museum so that will be good um, and I'll share with you obviously what's been happening there and if you're on my Patreon you'll see some um, extra stuff from there we were talking in Clubhouse about another place, which I'm desperate to get back to, but it's, it's a little bit of a way for me. So I'm going to have to plan it in for the autumn now. And that's Winchester. On Clubhouse on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, we do travelling Tudor Britain in the Tudor Travel Club. And we're doing our own summer progress. So we're not following any particular progress of any of the, the Tudor monarchs, except a lot of the places will be places that they went on progress but we're not uh, concerning ourselves too much with the with that uh we've been to the vine we've been to basing house and last week we went to winchester winchester with its uh, castle and its cathedral which obviously was winchester abbey before the dissolution uh you also had wolsey pa uh, not wolsey palace bishop's palace um there are other places as well in Winchester, which I just love. Winchester has a long history, again, back to Roman times, and some of the Roman walls are still there, quite complete, uh, which you can, you, if you just take a walk along the river, you're next to the Roman walls. And it's been about oh, maybe six years since I've been, five years maybe, I don't know, longer than I um, thought. So a return visit is long overdue. Um, like I say, you can see the, uh, well, sorry, there was the castle there and the, the, the cathedral still there, which was the abbey. The cathedral is where Mary I married uh, Prince uh, Philip II of Spain. And I, uh, <laughs> welcome Rachel, you made one live. I'm going to tell you about my new hobby. Rachel said, you've got to tell me what your new hobby is. So I will definitely be coming on to that in a bit. Um, but yeah, so Winchester Cathedral. If you, so if, you, if you manage to go to Winchester and you go into the cathedral, you are where uh, Mary married uh, Philip II of Spain, which is, which is, which is uh, one of the happy times in Mary's life. So um, it, we, as we know, it didn't, it didn't work out. But at that point, she was hopeful for the future. So it's a happy place for her. Uh, the castle, there's only the Great Hall remaining, but that is where you can see the legendary round table of Arthurian legend, uh, painted in the Tudor colours of green and white, which it was done uh, done so on the orders of Henry VIII. And so you can see that as well. And you've got those those places to go for your for your Tudor and your your, you know, your history, obviously. Uh, links to, to royalty and the, but then they also have the a mill a working mill which is really fast well I found it fascinating <laughs> because then you're starting to look at the history of you know our actual forebears the the, the the kings and queens and nobles are all very interesting because of their impact on on the way the country was running and because they dressed colorfully and did things that were interesting um and violent and unfortunately this is this is the stuff that we are uh, um attracted to but you go somewhere like a mill and you're you're right down there you know you're with people who um like you and me who would be the working people at the time um and it still works like i say it's a it's powered it's water powered mill so the river's running underneath uh powering the the, the yeah the millstones the other place to go if you're going there is Westgate, which was a prison at time. It was the Westgate into the um, to the city. Uh, Michael asks, <laughs> throwing in there, do you think Henry VIII was a psychopath? I'd have to look at the definition of psychopath, but he certainly... Mm. Psychopath to me... Uh, quite, mm, 
almost gives him an air of being out of the ordinary and I'm not sure that he was. I'm not sure that he was for his time, I'm not sure that he was in human history. His time, I mean he was he was an extreme personality but humans always want to control other humans. They want to control what they think, what they do, how they act in private, how they act in public. They've always done that. Henry is just another example of someone who uh, wanted people to follow the same line that he was he was he was laying uh, <laughs> metaphorically uh, as well um, so uh, mm, I don't know yes maybe but unusually no I don't think so um, I'm getting old and cynical but there you go so also this week, um, I have a video coming out in two days, patrons, it will be available to you later on today about the proclamation of Queen Jane, so Lady Jane Grey as Queen of England. Um, she, she became queen when Edward VI died. He was only 15 years old. He died at Greenwich Palace. Um, and actually patrons, there's that shorter video, but if you go now, you'll be able to see, uh, if you're the nobility tier and above, you'll be able to see the full interview um, I did a little while ago with Claire Ridgway, where she takes us through the legalities of Edward VI's succession, um, device for the succession, uh, and Jane's reaction herself to finding out that she was going to be uh, proclaimed queen. Um, the... And, and then the follow-on. And also she talks about how how come Edward was so um, sick. So if you go along, obviously not right now because you're watching me, but if you go along and uh, onto your Patreon, onto your app or uh, log on on your desktop, you'll be able to access that video. Um, anyone who is uh, on the upper class tier, you'll be able to sh see a short version of that. But it's fascinating um, talk and we, we we discussed it in clubhouse on monday edward the uh, death and his succession and the all the events that went with that um because obviously famously jane gray that is known as the nine days queen uh that's from her pro proclamation to mary's proclamation and uh or in london at least and but not from Edward's death. So in fact, she was queen for a few days longer because Edward's death, not unusually, was kept secret in order to facilitate that smooth succession. Um, and she also, the other thing to, to, to note about Jane's demise um, is that she wasn't executed straight away. She wasn't executed till the following February. And that was after the... Um, the failed Wyatt Rebellion. So she, uh, you know, she, she wasn't executed just because, um, or even because she had been proclaimed queen after Edward. Edward had decided that she should be queen. And he decided for actually some very, very sound reasons. Not least the fact that his two half-sisters, Mary and Elizabeth, were legally illegitimate. Henry VIII had put them back into the succession. He hadn't re-legitimise them or legitimise them or whatever the word would be and by law at that point an illegitimate um, child or heir couldn't inherit above a legitimate heir. The Jane, uh, the grey line was unbroken and legitimate. So actually Edward had really good reason before you get on to the religious aspects um, for choosing Jane as his successor. So it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. So catch that video when that comes out um, in two days time. Like I say, patrons go and have a look at uh, the, um, the uh, video with Claire. Um, we've got Rachel with us. Rachel is a member on YouTube. You also have, um, you should have, if you haven't, I will be doing that later on, access to that, um, to that interview as well. 
because because uh, you're a YouTube member. So that's cool. I've got some other videos coming up. I'm going to, um, I'll ask this in a minute, but I'm going to be taking August off. So I'm getting lots of videos ready uh, so that they'll keep coming out on my on my YouTube channel while I'm away. Um, so there won't be too much of a break, but I won't be doing my lives uh, because I'm going to be, uh, well, I'll tell you more about that in a minute, actually. So I'm going to be covering The Legend of St. Swithin. Have you heard this one? This is where if it rains on a particular day, it will rain for a further 40 days and nights. So I've got a quick video on that. A ban on kissing. I've done a short, which is so below 60 seconds, done one on banning of kissing. Huh. Which actually, when I... Um, recorded it seemed rather extreme but we've been banned for quite a long time not now but we were we were um we oh have i frozen on instagram that won't help with it if i freeze on instagram and you have access to youtube pop over to youtube and see me on there because i know instagram does sometimes freeze which is annoying let me just see just see there we go. I've switched to 4G. Let me see if that helps. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the ban on kissing. So the ban on kissing, yeah, seemed a bit extreme. When I first um, looked at that and thought, well, it'll be a fun short to do. What, a, what an odd thing to have happened to try and ban kissing. But, of course, I, I don't know about other countries, but we were banned from hugging. Although, Anyway, not now. And hopefully never again. I'm also doing one on... Oh, it's working now. Good. So I've switched to 4G, so hopefully that will um, be better. Um, and also later on in July, I'm, I've got a quick video about the first interaction of the English with the Spanish Armada. So this is before um, the, 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 the one that... Well, anyway, it's the first time they, uh, they, they clashed. So we've talked about Winchester, talked about, oh good. Yay, loads of people joining now. <laughs> I'm back on. Stop frozen. I did it freeze on a really stupid face as well. Normally does, doesn't it? Never freeze on a, on a, actually I don't know which, which way I'd like it to freeze. Um, we've talked about Edward the sixth and the succession crisis. And last night should have been the, History After Dark Room. History After Dark Room did go ahead. Um, Catherine took it, uh, Tudor Tracker. She was on her own and she had internet issues, so that's a bit of a bummer, but never mind. And they talked about history's heroes, um, which is a co we, uh, brilliant topic. So I hope we'll, we'll probably um, revisit that as well and do another one. We've done history's villains as well. That's always fun. So I'm sure we'll do that one again as well. But I did absent myself last night because of the football. Um, and... So what have we got coming up tonight? Gail Hume um, from British Sovereigns and Royal. She's doing uh, a room. Sorry, this is about on Clubhouse. She's doing a room about the royal family and how they're funded. I will be doing my new hobby, which I'm going to tell you about in a minute. So I, I won't be able to meet, uh, go into that. But tomorrow, oh, I'd love you to join join me tomorrow if you're around. It's five o'clock. Um, like I say, on Clubhouse, and we're talking about British quirks. We were going to do this last Friday, so I did speak about this. Um, I was on a pretty normal pose. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Um, yeah, so let's so, say, so, oh, yeah, so last Friday we should have been doing a room about British quirkiness, and then um, I can't remember where I was. All, all four of us, um, something happened and we uh, we managed to, anyway, it was just a perfect storm and uh, and we, we didn't do it. So we've postponed it to this Friday. So it would be fabulous if you could um, join us for that. I mean, we British do have odd quirks. We do say sorry when someone bangs into us. What else do we do? We do have lots of cups of tea. I mean, the, the, the old adage of popping the kettle on, if... Um, that means putting the kettle on to anyone who doesn't know. Um, uh, when uh, in any crisis is is a hundred percent true. That is what happens if someone comes into your house. If you if someone visits, 
we will offer them a cup of tea. Um, maybe coffee a bit more now, but tea is, is, is definitely one of the things. So I don't know if any of you watching, uh, especially if you're not British. I mean, actually, no, anyone who is British as well, what is the quirks? Maybe um, Kirsty as well, if you're still on, you can tell us that, what have you noticed by being in Norway that you think, God, that was a very British thing to do? I'm sure we've got loads. They're all going to come out. I think tomorrow's room is going to be a, a good laugh. Um, Sunday, we're not doing a room. Um, that's the Travelling Tudor Britain room uh, for two reasons. Uh, the big one is, I don't know if I mentioned it, but England are through to the finals of the Euro 2020 uh, competition, which, yes, is in 2021, but they kept it Euro 2020. That's going to be a trivia quiz in the future, isn't it? When did the Euro 2020s happen? Although the Olympics is the same, isn't it? I think they've kept the 2020 uh, um, title and logos and because you know, reprinting is obviously uh, too difficult. Um, yes, yeah, so Sundays won't happen. We we're going to go to the Mary Rose. So that will now be a week on Sunday, um, which... Uh, Ah, oh, apparently, so Kirsty says that the Norwegians love watching the Premier League. Well, um, I'm told it's one of the best in the world. I, I mean, I'm big into when England play and I have to watch club football because my son does. <laughs> and if I want to spend any time with him, that's how I do it. Um, so, yeah, so that was, uh, I don't know what we're doing in History After Dark next week. I suppose we'll go back to what we were going to do. Ah, yeah, I think we're doing favourite murders. It sounds very macabre. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, it's quite fun. Oslo was jam-packed cheering for England last night. Yes! Yes! Thank you. Love Norway. Love it even more now. Um, I mean, the atmosphere, sorry, but it was wonderful. It would have been great anyway, but obviously with everything that's been happening over the last 18 months almost, um, it was it was uh, oh, wonderful, 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 wonderful. Um, right, so I've told you about my travels. Anyone um, who's missed the last few that I've done, I, I've been out and about quite a lot now. I'm really, I'm really quite pleased. Um, Michael, I haven't committed any of my favourite murders yet. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Um, uh, I managed to get to Kenilworth, but I didn't go to the castle. Um, I went with Sarah Morris, the Tudor Travel Guide, and we went... Well, she took me over, because I wasn't sure how to get there, to the pe Palace of Plaisance, however, however, however it's... Uh, um, pronounced and that was the there was basically a pleasure palace you can tell from the name which was situated on the other side or a far side of the lake which used to surround not not totally surround but surround um, Kenilworth Castle and that we're walking actually I've got something else to tell you about Kenilworth Castle in a minute um, and that uh, lake so that lake was there Oh, I'll come on to that in a minute. But anyway, the, the Palace of Plaisance, um, we went to see where that was. Um, so you can have a look on my Instagram. I shared photographs of that. Bosworth Battlefield I went to with Catherine, who's the Tudor tracker. Um, I've been to Tower of London with uh, Kat, Dr. Cat. Gail was there um, from British Sovereigns and Royals. Catherine there, the Tudor tracker. Um, it was like, right, once we're allowed out, it was like, boom, boom, boom. We're just going to keep going. But St Paul's um, a couple of weeks ago, because if you are based in the UK and London, you normally don't travel to London because it's too busy. Um, at the moment, and hopefully this will change very quickly, but at the moment, because of lack of tourists, London is actually very quiet. So it's, um, it's quite a nice place to go if you are normally put off by how busy it is. It's a, it's a good time to go and probably... Um, well, hopefully, because of the reason, the only time this is going to happen. Went to Tutbury Castle the other week. You might have seen my photo of me with my hood up because it rained. 
not the whole time but quite a lot um but such an interesting castle so uh so much history there pre-conquest so you're going back to the romans and uh the bronze age um amazing and like i say goodrich castle last week so i will be heading to the next few weeks at harvington hall uh i said hampton court palace before didn't i i'm going to go and catch the golden glory exhibition uh which is about the uh, field of cloth of gold now that had its 500th anniversary last year that should have um had that um that exhibition last year but uh, but of course with Covid it didn't happen. So Golden Glory I'll be going to a Beckett uh, exhibition at the British Museum and Ludlow. Quite a few places. Um, right before I, what time are we on? Okay I'm not doing too badly this week. So uh, before I move on let me just, oh yes Kenilworth Castle that's what I was going to say. So tomorrow is uh 9th is the 9th of july and 1575 9th of july that is when elizabeth i turned up to kenilworth castle um as a um oh i'm getting some questions coming in yay um um as a sorry guest of of uh, robert dudley and she stayed there for 19 days. Possibly should have been staying for a little bit longer, actually, for three weeks, which obviously is 21 days. Uh, but she left in on uh, night, uh, day 19. Um, and it, it was like an elaborate wedding, uh, marriage proposal from Robert Dudley. He'd obviously not given up on this idea of marrying her. You know, we, we look back on her story and, oh, she was never going to marry. She said she was never going to marry. Um, but there was obviously enough hope from Robert Dudley that she might and that she might marry him to have, have um, really gone for it at this uh, during her 19 day visit. I mean, he had portraits um, commissioned and these portraits, uh, th there's certain uh, conventions with how pairs of portraits were created if you were a married couple. And he had them done uh, in that way. I think there were some miniatures. Um, there's a, a, a fabulous uh, book um, by Elizabeth Goldring. In fact, she's written a, a few books and she talks about um, about them in there. Um, um, there were pageants and it was all themed around marriage and da 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 and love. Um, so Kirsty asks, am I going up to York to see the Richard III portrait, which will be on loan for the National Portrait Gallery? Because of course, the National Portrait Gallery, hi Orlando from Brazil, uh, thank you for joining. Um, the National Portrait Gallery, oh, sorry everyone on YouTube, I will be coming to your questions as well, uh, is closed for now. It's uh, being refurbished, I don't think it's open until next year, I can't remember the date that it's open. So a lot of the portraits that you'd normally be able to go and see there are uh, on loan there's a few at um the queen's house in greenwich and i didn't know but richard iii has gone up to york which is very fitting um no but i have seen that portrait um so i mean york again is another place it's a bit far for me to just pop to uh, but i will be going i should have been going last year um of course i haven't managed to go because of covid again so it's it's high on my list to go um i wonder how long they've got the portrait there for um michael will i be going to dover castle yes i will that's also on my list i'm running out of time i'm running out of summer um but yes i will be absolutely um and Kay, i'm coming to see uh, see you at harvington yes i am um Yes, okay, hopefully you'll be volunteering on the day that I'm there. I mean, I'm only down the road anyway, um, so I can pop to Harvington quite often uh, if, if Phil, who's the manager, <laughs> would like to let me. Uh, so, yeah, okay, that would be lovely if I see you at Harvington. Um, it's Harvington Hall um, is just, a, it is a Tudor gem. Probably say this about a lot of places, but it really is. And it tells the story and I know I know people there are, are keen to, to do this of what it was like to be a Catholic in 
certainly the Elizabethan era as uh, restrictions on uh, on the Catholic faith and on on um, yeah on, on Catholics uh, tightened and tightened and tightened, and that did get worse throughout Elizabeth's reign because the threat, the perceived threat, um, is you know got got worse and worse. And I just spoke uh, a little bit earlier about that that video I'm going to be putting out about the first interaction with the Spanish Armada, and the, the Spanish Armada happened the year after. Mary Queen of Scots was executed and Mary Queen of Scots execution finally happened because Elizabeth w was convinced or her counsellors had convinced her if only fleetingly but long enough for her to have signed the death warrant that a uh, that, that to get rid of Mary would get rid of uh, a figurehead for the a Catholic rebellion and a Catholic invasion, and therefore the uh, the country would be safe uh, from from those threats from the Catholic threat. Um, didn't happen, did it? Didn't work um, because the year after was the Spanish Armada. Yes, okay, it failed, but we know that. But it just shows it didn't. It didn't get rid of. Um, no, it didn't get rid of the threat. Hmm. So, um, where was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then, there, yeah, so I'll be having that video. Out. Um, I'll just mention, yeah, patrons, if you um, go and have a look. Um, this month, you've got the medieval cartoon. So there's this cartoon. I say cartoon. Sketch, drawing. And it's on a 13th century, I think it was, Um tax roll and it's it's quite telling the attitudes towards um, Jewish people in the country at the time it's really telling anyway so if you're my one of my patrons that's the blog for this month you can go and find that and like I say the interview with Claire Ridgway about Henry the not Henry <laughs> get my Henry's and my Edward's mixed up Edward the sixth and the succession let's call it crisis uh, which happened um, with with Edward's premature death at the age of only 15 at Greenwich um so that's all there for you to have at the end of the month I'm doing a quarterly um uh my big quarterly event which is going to be the history of Westminster and Whitehall um so I was down uh, in London I've taken loads of footage so we're going to have a, a walk a walk around Westminster and Whitehall and talk about the history of the area because do you ever wonder why um, why the the seat of power should happen to be at Whitehall? Why is Downing Street where it is? Why is I mean Whitehall is now a, the term given to the area as well as the street, um, and uh, you've got you've got all you know, the major ministries of on uh, there. So has anyone ever wondered why? It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? We just sort of absorb, take for granted these things. And then um, it's, it can be the most simple reasons. Usually things are really, aren't they? I mean, you hone it down. It's, it's, it's a simple um, reasoning behind things. But anyway, so I'll be going into that. I'll be doing the history of Westminster and Whitehall as a quarterly live event, um, sorry, it won't be live, but a quarterly, a big event <laughs> uh, for all my patrons at the end of the month. Now, um, let me tell you about my new hobby. And I haven't got any photos because my children refuse to come with me and take any, so I'm gonna try and persuade them. I'm going again tonight. And I've taken up archery. See why it's got a historical twist? Actually, look, I shouldn't put it that far, just that far, I'm learning. So um, now I have the worst eyesight. <laughs> I really, really do. So uh, it's quite a test um, for me, but I am enjoying it nonetheless and, uh, and will be uh, doing, so you do a course to begin with. Uh, you have to get in eight hours, I think it is, eight or 10 hours, and then you are allowed to go shoot 
uh, without super well yeah without supervision at clubs so um, yeah archery that's really cool I think it's really cool I'm really really enjoying it. I'm lo I'm loving having a new um, skill well not quite skillful yet um, Michael I always find it interesting that the high Anglican Church is Catholic in all but name mm. so I, I yeah I get a little bit yeah I, I mean the, the, the I, I'm not going to go into religion now because it's contentious but it always occurs to me you know you've got one religion with so many factions um they can't be too far away from each other can they um Michael do you ever wonder why the majority of government buildings are at number 10 well I happen to know and I will happen to be covering it <laughs> for my patrons um so yeah I'm really looking forward to that I'm really looking forward to it I've done it in person uh you know physically as a tour for um some people who came over from America a couple of years ago and obviously I was going to hoping to be doing some more in person but that hasn't happened but anyway I'm really looking forward to doing that for for patrons um and then I, I think I mentioned this earlier but I am going to be taking August off if you want sorry yes if you want to join my patron go to patreon.com forward slash British history and you will find me patreon is patreon is p-a-t-r-e N. so patreon.com forward slash british history and you'll find me there um yes yeah, so i'm going to be taking august off patrons there will still be uh you, you will still be getting your stuff uh but i won't be doing my thursday tea times tea time lives and that's because i'm going to be camping for the whole of august um which I'm really looking forward to. It's a double-edged sword. I wasn't going to be able to do that because I should have been taking three tours in September. Um, a On Progress with Anne Boleyn tour, a uh, Anne Boleyn experience tour, and an Elizabeth I experience tour. And I have had to make the very sad uh, decision to cancel those because a lot of people come from abroad onto my tours and um, it just, wasn't looking likely. It might it might actually be more likely that people can travel in um, soon, uh, but at the time that I had to make the decision, uh, I had to just go for it. But uh, that does mean I get to go camping for the whole of August with my daughter, and the uh, and also I'm really looking forward to 2022. Now uh, we have some dates coming out soon. Uh, so yes yeah, so the well my website is britishhistorytours.com and from there you can actually find uh, the patreon but you can go straight to patreon at patreon.com forward slash british history so i was just answering that for um for someone on instagram um yeah so so taking august off so 2022 though sorry so tours um they're going to be there aren't going to be many available in 2022 um so if you're interested then keep an eye out on my website but also if you go to my website britishhistorytours.com um you can sign up to hear about tours first is that i've actually called the the, the list that <laughs> hear about tours first um actually right says are you camping or clamping for a month just for pleasure or any historical twist uh so camping camping see i'm getting dry now is it my accent or is it because i'm getting dry mouth mm. <clears throat> well i cannot go anywhere without <laughs> without going and, and having a a mooch around but this is somewhere that i've been multiple times in the past so I, I imagine I will be bringing something, but I won't be, um, I don't know when, it'll be a bit random. I'll probably just go live uh, either on Instagram or, or, or uh, YouTube. There's an abbey really close by to where I'm staying, which, um, which is really, really quite complete. Oh, glamping. <laughs> I was thinking, why would I be clamping for a month? got an got getting the extra income just going around clamping people's cars uh no not glamping not glamping i actually 
other than having to have a proper solid bed, well, camping bed, um, that's my only uh, sort of luxury. I'm actually quite good. I, I would never have gone camping when I was younger, but it's actually quite fun. Um, so, uh, yes, what was I? I forgot what I was saying there, but yeah, no, camping. Uh, yeah, so there's an abbey. It's really quite complete. Um, and uh, so I probably, if the weather is holds, I will be going there. There's a castle nearby. The um, just the ancient woodland that's around where we are um, is interesting in itself. You know, you'll come across, uh, there's a, well, yeah, you come across a fort that's that's nearby. You can see the earthworks. Um, and then if we start going a bit further afield, um, there's, there's other stuff to see. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to take a full break, but I mean, it's fun, isn't it? I, I do... I just I love I love looking at history I love looking at uh I think I mentioned this with the when I was talking about the abandoned London interview that I did with Katie Wignall um how I love seeing evidence of how humans have interacted with the landscape and how they've changed the landscape I mean isn't it incredible that I can still go and visit anyone can go and visit and this but I'm talking specifically about near where I'm going to be going earthworks from um an iron age fort yeah how long ago was that and yet the the scars of the the human interaction there are still there i mean that they you know in a lot of the places it would they we've 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 worked to once they're uncovered to um to keep them uh visible which is great um so yeah look out i probably will just be random in august but i certainly won't be doing thursday tea time lives thursday tea time li yeah lives um but it's going to be fun i'll be back i'll be back um with a vengeance in september anyway so uh so you won't be missing me for too long um and uh, by then, I should be able to tell you about the tours for 2022, if you're interested. I mean, that, just have a look at the itineraries if you want to be nosy as well. Because um, we do some really cool stuff. But like I said, there's only going to be maximum 60 spaces for next year. Um, there's only ever 20 per tour. Um, anyway, we keep them quite on purpose. I've, decided, I've always wanted to keep them quite small. And that's because we do a lot of stuff. And I want people to feel like they're getting um, a real experience, not uh, not just shoved onto a coach, off a coach, you know, into a room, out of a room, and back on a coach. And you know, that that's not at all um, how I do it. So, I, and I absolutely can't wait because I ha actually haven't now had a tour since 2019. So, 2022 uh, uh it just it can't really it can't come quick enough for me i'm really really excited um and when i'm on tour um those of you who can't join me uh you'll be able to follow on social media i do share uh you know photos and, and little videos uh from where uh, wherever we are so you'll be able to see and and live vicariously through uh through us and through me which is great um so yeah, so if you want to know more about the tours, if you go to um, oh, Kirsty, yay! Um, if you go to uh, my website BritishHistoryTours.com, and you you um, I think the pop up comes up. You know when there's annoying pop ups. Sorry about that. Um, but if you look for the uh, sign up for hear about tours first, or if you're on Instagram, if you just follow the link in my bio, you can um, do that directly from there. And uh, and you get an email from me once a week on a Sunday with all the links to all the videos that I talked to you about on here and a link to this uh, Thursday Tea Time Live as well. So if you've missed it, you'll just get the link to that. And that's it. So as long as you don't mind me emailing you every Sunday to tell you what I've been up to, that's it. That's the only cost to to, uh, to signing up to get that. Um. I can't remember. I think that was all I needed. To, I wanted to speak to you about today. Or I mean, anyone got any last questions? You can uh, 
you can pop them in the chat now. Thank you so much though, I will um, say, for joining me again. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. Um, oh, Michael says, have I done any ancestry research into mine or my husband's family? Because uh, Brewell is an interesting surname. Indeed it is. Well, I got as far back as, uh, I can't remember what year it was. Um, and I got to a, I got back to Cornwall for, this is for my husband's family. Um, now my husband, uh, my husband's family moved to Derbyshire where there was uh, lots of mining, um, quarrying and for tin? Can't remember. <laughs> Someone tell me. Um, and so it wasn't a surprise actually when I, I followed that route back and found that they'd come from um, Cornwall and then I looked into the history um, of what was happening in Cornwall about that time and this was when a lot of the mining down in Cornwall was um, coming to an end, drying up and people having to move. Um, so, but actually from before that, no, I don't know. There are, um, with both my uh, uh, maiden name, which is Lacey, and uh, my married name, which is Brule, both appear to have lead mining. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> lead. Tin was in Cornwall. Lead was in, uh, in Derbyshire. Um, uh, they both seem to have a French... Um, Root, which doesn't, it's not surprising, is it? Um, <laughs> there was a little thing called the Norman Conquest in 1066. Uh, so that wouldn't be at all surprising. Um, but I mean, uh, surnames are, um, are interesting. I'm getting onto another topic now, but I was, with the Goodrich Castle research, um, I was actually doing, I went there, one, because I wanted to go, but it fell wonderfully in line with a virtual tour somebody asked me to do, Cassidy Cash, who is a, um, a Shakespeare blogger. Uh, she has got a, a, a membership site and Goodrich Castle is mentioned in the Henry V play. So she wanted me to, to go to Goodrich and she, there was a number of questions and one was about um, the, that there's a letter in the play I, I can't remember. I'm not a huge Shakespeare person, but um, well, the plays themselves. I like, I like the history of Shakespeare, but um, there was a letter that was sent from the, um, I think the seventh uh, Earl to his father. So he wouldn't have been the Earl at that time. But anyway, uh, with a gift of uh, Monmouth Cap and Perry and something else that I couldn't find the, 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 um, the description of. But anyway, when I was looking into um, the, the, what, what was a Monmouth cap and explaining what that was, part of what I found was that the, the surname Cappers became or was shown to be um, in records a popular surname in the 15th century. So that, you know, without knowing much more um, about that, that's, that sort of indicates that people's surnames were fluid. We, we, we accept that a lot of surnames came from the the profession of the the person um, and you know people would follow in the footsteps of of their fathers mothers whatever in, in, and do the same so but the fact that cappers you know when were caps started to be made what what were they what were these people's um, family name before that we, we we like to think of it all as nice and sequential and there's a record somewhere of course you know records of um births and christenings etc that didn't happen till um around about the time shakespeare was born in fact that didn't become um a, a requirement until as late as that so we like to go back and back and back but actually um it it's not simple um for a whole host of reasons um not least because it you know, people's surnames might change with what they uh, uh, what they did, um, and uh, and also, did you know that some first names were reused 
if a child died, this this happened with my my dad looked into our um, family tree. Um, say the firstborn son was named after the father, and then that son died, and then another son was born, they would reuse the name, so that you had I don't know John the father, and you would have John the son. So it gets very complicated. Um, so anyway. There you go. There's, there's, there's a random tangent. I do love a random tangent of a Thursday. Um, so thank you, everybody, so much for joining me. Um, by the time I speak to you next, I uh, will know whether England um, were victorious <sighs> on Sunday. Oh, gosh. Right. Um, I, I am genuinely, genuinely nervous already. Um, uh, so... <laughs> So yes, by then I will know, uh, we will know the result um, and I will have lots more history stuff to talk to you about. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for joining me. I hope you will join me again uh, next week and um, get as much of me as you can before I take my break in uh, August. Forget what month it was then. So see you all soon. Take care. Have a lovely week. I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.